Gossip Nista here, your one and only source into the real lives of New Yorkers and what it's like to live in New York City. So is it all glitz and glamour? Where do you start? What should you know? And who am I? I'll tell you everything you need to know and you'll thank me for it. XOXO, Gossip Nista. Hey, and welcome to the Gossip Nista podcast. I'm your host, Mariana Monks. Thanks so much for tuning in. Today's episode will be a little different from my traditional New York story sharing ones, which typically includes someone who directly lives in the city, but instead will come from the perspective of someone trying to make the decision if New York City is right for them while temporarily exploring the city. Now, my hope is always to give you as much real life perspectives as possible so that you are much more informed than I ever was coming into the city. Betting on New York is the name of this episode, and so the question is, will the house win? You'll have to tune into the full episode to find that out. However, what I can share is that my guest today, Stephanie Odie, is a Midwest girl with Ohio roots who has had big aspirations not only as a sports broadcaster, and let me tell you, she is doing it, but also as a city girl in the Big Apple, and that is TBD, to be determined. Essentially, packing up to temporarily live a semi-nomad life and explore the neighborhoods of the Empire State, she's going to share the good, the bad, the ugly, as only someone who is temporarily living the true grind of the city is able to do so. Without further ado, here is my interview with Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how are you doing today? I'm so excited and happy to be talking to you about New York City. How are you? I'm good. Now that I got my footing down in New York, I know we talked a lot about it a lot before I even got here, but I'm here now. So I'm, I'm so pumped to talk to you too. Yes, you have made it to New York. And we're going to get into the subject of what brought you to New York. Yeah. I know our conversation is a bit different here today, but I think there's a lot of great stuff that you have to share and that people will really appreciate learning, you know, your journey here in New York City. And so I'm going to ask the first question, although I already know the answer. And it's like, mm-hmm. are you originally from New York? No, I'm not. But that's a funny question as to what my home is. I'm from Ohio, but I worked in Ohio. But my, everyone in my family is now in Atlanta. So I would consider myself in Ohio and Ohio is my heart, but my home is TBD. Mm. So we'll see. TBD. I like mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yep. And and so um, what what was the prompt to New York City? You got to tell me, you know, you're not from New York. You you haven't officially made New York your home. So what made, you know, the, the move or exploration over to the city? Yeah. So working in TV, sports broadcasting, New York is the top TV market. So you always want to make your way to New York or LA. I had that big debate as to which one I wanted mm-hmm. to do. And last year I, I wanted to go to New York. I think I'm more of a New Yorker than LA, just work ethic wise. I, I love to hustle. I love the spirit of how dedicated people are to their work out here. So that's kind of what led me here. Plus they changed the law about whether or not you can bring like your pet on flight. You're allowed to do it now, but my dog's parameters are a little too long. So I figured it was a much easier drive to get to New York than it was LA. But it was mainly the mindset and 
the the work ethic out here that that really led me to New York. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Well, I'm happy you chose New York because you are here now with me and New York. And you know, I'm originally from California and I could tell you what it's all about. You're you're not missing too much besides good weather. <laughs> Let's just put it that way. So. And I like snow over flaming heat any day. So mm, okay. I, I'll take it. I yeah. know the the rare stance, but I, I stick to it. I, I like the all all the seasons. Yeah, you're from Ohio. Of course. You you're okay <laughs> with the snow. I'm the one that's from California and the snow. I'm okay with it. It's actually not bad here in New York. I, I love it. So happy to know that you know you chose here in New York. So then when you got here, what neighborhood did you land upon? You know, where are you now? And then what's your plan on on just other neighborhoods and so forth? Yeah. So my first neighborhood, I didn't know anything about it. I, I went with it because a friend of mine actually needed someone to take over her sublease. Mm. She had someone coming in at the start of June and she had May open and it just worked out with my timeline. I was waiting to to come here after my football season ended with Ohio state because it was very closed down and I wanted to spend some time with my family in Atlanta, but uh, that's when I came here and she lived on Roosevelt Island and I didn't know anything about it. I didn't know, like, you could only get over there through the tram or a a bridge from Queens, like, if you want to walk yep. it. Like, there's, mm-hmm. it's pretty tricky, and I figured that out the hard way. <laughs> but uh, it was a great transition for me to start because it's a little bit like a little neighborhood. Like, I'm a big runner, and you don't have to stop and go all the time. I could just run the water, mm-hmm. and it was, it was perfect. I had my car with me, and the meter situation there was pretty easy, so... But I spent all my time in uh, technically Roosevelt Island is Manhattan, but I mainly was uh, spending my time downtown Manhattan anyways. But wow. it was it was a good transition. Now I'm in Greenwich Village oh and near near West Village, near Soho. I, I love that area. So that's um that's been a good way. I never even take it for subway or anything. It's everything's walkable. You so, haven't taken a subway? I have when I was on Roosevelt, but um I even when I lived in Chicago, I was not able to get used to the, the public transportation. I, I, cause I have my car here. Everyone, I'm like the anti-New Yorker. Everyone tells me you, you don't need it. And I tell them, yeah, well, when you want to go golfing? Yeah. Tell me when you want to borrow my car. But yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not ready to get rid of it. And, um, I never used it. I, I rarely use my car out here, but. Yeah, I, but it's good to have it. So when you want it's to, nice it. to have it, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it's just, it's good to have. So Roosevelt Island, like you said, <laughs> it's not in Manhattan. Well, it, it is part of it, but it's, you know, over a bridge. And so, you know, it is very quiet. So I'm glad you kind of got that to see that difference compared to like the city difference, right? Yeah. And, and the then, apartments there are nicer too. Like it was, a, the apartment I was staying in there was newer. It had a gym, laundry in the boat, like all these things that I'm, New Yorkers aren't accustomed to, I, I was that easy transition for me. Like it was so New York, but I felt like the apartment would have been in any other city I've lived in. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And your car there, you, you have your car and you've moved it with you into Greenwich Village. How has parking and things been there like that? I'm curious. Yeah. So the parking, I didn't keep my car um, in a garage because it was full. There was like a month long waiting list. Mm, mm-hmm. And I, I pushed my, my com- coming out here date back a bunch. But uh, there was meters there. And you had to pay them at 7 a.m. and 1 p.m. every day except Sunday. And it was free from 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. But I would go out there. It teed up with what I would let my dog out, which was okay. great. But I, I learned the rule out here in Roosevelt Island is if they're if you're on a meter, someone told me that they only really checked to see if you paid the meter on Friday. So I learned that little trick and I was able to, to luck out because I would, my trick was I would just run 
I run like 10 miles a day. So I would run around the island and check on my meter to see if I'm good. And I, I and I pulled it off. Oh, that's awesome. So that's a, a good trick if anyone's out there and has fair. On Roosevelt Island, <laughs> not in Greenwich, right? Because I'm sure in Greenwich, they're- Roosevelt, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, you've been able to navigate so well, like just coming here. And I'm curious, had you actually been to New York prior to, to making this transition? I've been out here for work and it was just interviews and things like that. So I've never spent time out and about in the city. Mm-hmm. Um, I hadn't visited friends out here or anything like that. It was strictly work trips. Wow. So it was, it was nice to like see the city and it had been a while since I came. Like now I'm, now I'm like, you know, on my own and things like that. I think I went when I was like in college. Mm. Um, okay. Yeah. I think it's been a while. So, and also I came right after COVID. So I really didn't know what I would expect. It was a culture shock at first, but that was the, yeah. The first I would say I've really seen it. And and please, so you just noted culture shock. Okay. So tell me, what has your experience been like your so far in this short time that you've been here? Like how has New York been treating you? Um, you know, everyone's so friendly, but I, I think I can talk to anyone. You know, it's, it's part of the job. But I I I can get along with anyone. But the thing that I noticed here was right when right when I got here, I saw so many masks outside and I'm coming from Ohio and Atlanta, where Atlanta was very, very much open. Ohio, for the most part, like my gym, for example, was only closed for three weeks. Mm. And then when I came to New York, I'm a lifetime member. And when they, when I went to go and see their gym, they told me that they had just reopened. I was like, wow, I've been going to you guys for the past year. Yeah. Uh, but seeing the masks outside and, and seeing how serious it was out here, because like I, I just hadn't seen it. You know, I, I worked in the newsroom right when COVID hit and when sports went away, I started covering the governor's daily press conferences and things like that. But witnessing like the fear of everyone like that, that's when it really hit me like a year afterwards. Cause like I covered it a year prior and I, I felt it then. And I thought things were getting better. But when I came out here it was like, no, they're very far behind. Okay. So then the culture shock was in the essence of like how strict New York was with regards to the mask and you know, the openings and the regulations and, and all that stuff. Cause that was states- the initial one. I think the people was another thing. Like I, there, the homelessness was a mm. lot. Like that was something. Uh, like I, I feel like I can handle myself. Like you know, I run a lot. I can outrun anyone if I'm ever. Yeah. Thing. But like here, I, I am very high alert, and it, that that part made me a little nervous. And then uh, the rats. Like I've seen one a week. I saw one in broad daylight yesterday. I knew you were going to ask me that, <laughs> and I've literally been tallying them. I've seen one once a week, and there was once one in broad daylight. Once a week is not that bad. I mean, if you saw them every day, you know. Yeah. I'd be scared. But, but, I also, but I'm not taking the public transportation, like, really. Why? There's no, there's no rats down there. <laughs> I mean, there is. Well, I've, I the saw tracks. one on a subway. but the, So here's the weird thing. On Roosevelt, never saw a rat. Mm-hmm. This is what I saw. I saw the possum. Mm-hmm. I'm like, it just went, it escalated. I'm like, how did it even get out there? Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, that's something that, well, in Atlanta, it was like lizards uh-huh. were the thing, uh-huh. <laughs> but in here, yeah, it is a little irky, especially in daylight. When, when I saw that, it was, okay. it was tough to handle, but, I, but then, and then there's also ways like people will interact and things like that. Like I would never hear like a public debacle where I've, I've seen multiple times where someone will be yelling at, you know, waiting staff and things like that, where, um, I never, I would never have seen that in the South or I never saw that. Yeah. So, I mean, I think the people here are very outspoken when, when things go wrong, I think. Um, so that was something I noticed. I think um, it's a little bit handled calmer 
from the cities mm, I've been in. Okay. Okay. That, you, you noted a lot of good things and I'm, I'm glad you're touching upon all these <laughs> and, and, and no, because you're giving people who have maybe not been here that perspective. Um, it's also kind of what you initially, yeah. you know, experienced. I think everyone's going to experience something different, but I mean, you're not going to, you, you are going to see like, you know, a uh, little bickerings here and there, and you will see a rat and here and there. And so, <laughs> I mean, yes, for sure. That is New York. And, and, you know, that's what you're signing up for when you come to New York. I'm curious, where are you seeing these rats? Just let's, let's give people context. So one of them, I, so I run, I, what, the way I see the cities I run, mm-hmm. like I, I do, I do 10 miles a day and I, I mainly spend my time, uh, downtown Manhattan, a lot of like West village, mm-hmm. Soho, Tribeca, mm-hmm. Greenwich, that area. Um, and this one, I, I think it was like Soho, Tribeca, like, oh, it was one of those paths where they built like construction around it. Like the, mm-hmm. the pathway was closed. So they built that thing around it and it was right in there. And I, and I, I'm standing there. I think it was like 5 PM. I'm like looking around to see if anyone else sees this and no one else is like afraid. I like didn't know what to do. Like, and I'm running and I didn't want the thing to, if me, if I'm moving fast, I didn't want it to how I didn't know how to react. So I was like, I froze yeah. and I was looking around to see if anyone else was reacting the way I did. And no, they, they do not. Yeah. <laughs> it's a me thing. And I think that could be the problem. Like if you look for things, you might see them, but if you don't, then you just keep walking. Then you don't, I, I feel like maybe I don't look for them, but I mean, I, I, I'm just on high alert. I'm always on high alert out here. And yes. And w- while you're running these 10 miles, Stephanie, like, please be careful with like, cars, <laughs> uh, because cars, yeah. Up, you know, if you don't stop at the corner, if you don't look both ways, like it's so scary. I'm always, there's this, I don't know if you're aware of this. There's an app it's called citizens app. Have you heard of it? No. Download it while you're here. It tells you pretty much in put the address of where you're staying and it'll tell you within like a certain mile radius, like what are the crimes that are happening in the general area and what to watch out for and so forth. And I'm always seeing here like someone got struck by a car. Wow. Um, so uh yeah, just be careful on that. Not trying to scare anyone <laughs> coming to the city. These are just normal things that you get to kind of see if you have an app like this, and you can't actually download it if you don't live in, in New York. So yeah. it's just like a New York thing. The paths along the water, like running by the piers and things like that. Those are great. Like they have, yeah, it's, it's, there's no cars around there. So it's great. Perfect. I love that you're exploring the city this way. Okay. So then tell me, what is it that you so far have liked and disliked specifically about the city? I love like every single night I make a point to go out. Like I'll meet with someone or uh, like meet someone new. Like there's always something like I've never you know, I've always been so buckled down with like my work. And when I came here, I got to a point in my career, I'm like, okay, you can balance life out. You don't need to just work all the time. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I made a point to, to focus on that when I came and it's, it's a great city for that. Definitely. Uh, You can have work-life balance because they work so hard here. You'll see so many people going to grab a drink after, you know, they're at the office and they're, you know, then they're shooting things like that. So uh, being able to adjust to that was, was great for me. They, They have it in other cities, but the ability to just meet with someone. I did notice in New York, this is a definite thing here. Mm-hmm. You have to schedule. I've never had to put so many Apple iCalendar things in my phone for when I'm meeting up with friends I've known for a long time. Mm-hmm. Like if my friend and I want to walk our dogs, we'll have to put it on our calendar. It's a, it's definitely a schedule city. Other, every, anywhere else I've been, we'll just be like, Hey, you free? You want to meet up? And then we'll meet up like within, you know, 20 minutes, wherever they are. And that city it is a drive, but here I've definitely noticed booking things far in advance. Everyone does the reservation thing, but I think that was, I don't know if that was COVID or not, Mm -hmm. but booking things with friends is you have to schedule time for it. You have to prioritize it. 
That's so interesting. <laughs> I, I've I've never had to book anything. I, I've never heard this. This is this is yeah. kind of like well, you'll first... you'll have different groups and you want to like the one thing about LA is like every time you go, I want to see everyone, but it's just so hard to do. Mm. Here you can, you just you really gotta schedule it. And uh the other nice thing about New York is like there's a lot of like if you know, I have a couple friends here and I have plans elsewhere. I'm like, just come here and like you people overlap and things like that. Like they love introducing people to each other here. Yep. So it's mm-hmm. a, a very, very social place. And yep. I'm a very social, talkative person. So it I works. And so what is it that you dislike about New York? I would say it's, um, it, you. I mean, I have to be on high alert here. I mean, you have to everywhere. But the issue that I found is it, it's not an immediate home. And I don't know if it would feel like a, a long-term home. Like Ohio will always be my home. Like I got to cover my my college football team, Ohio State is the, the team I grew up cover or loving. And then I got to cover them. And then I went to Dallas and that felt like an immediate home. And then Chicago, where a lot of my friends from college were. And then Atlanta is where my family is. So everywhere I've been was an immediate home, whether or not I had like a bunch of people there or not. It was, a, it was homey. Like things were, were convenient. I could have like within my own, my first apartment ever in Dallas, I had like a home office. I had a little yard and that's when I adopted my dog. And then I had my gym and grocery was right there. Like everything was right where I needed it to be here. It's like, things get a little bit trickier with like, where do I park my car and the amenities within your place? Like the people going to do their laundry outside of their apartment yeah. is like, or having someone do it is a very odd thing to me. I'm like, I can, I can definitely do my own laundry, but, uh, the, I mean, it's just kind of what I, little things that remind me of home. I think that's why I really wanted my dog and my car here. Just little pieces that make, you know, day-to-day life feel like day-to-day life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So I totally hear you. Yeah. It takes like a second to adjust to New York, not even a second. It could take a long time, like mm-hmm. not, not having laundry, not having those little conveniences and so forth. So that is good things you noted there. I am curious, you know, um, have you, do you feel like you've had any like New York moments while you've been here? So far? Oh my I, know, God. I know it's been a brief time, but um, yeah, um, it was like my first week here. And I know I, as it was happening, I knew this is a new York moment. Like I, um, I was coming back. I, I grabbed a few drinks. I just signed with my new agency and they took me out. And then I met up with a college friend and like, we, we stayed out for a while. And then I found out that like, I, I didn't want to use the public transportation because I didn't know it that well. And it, just very late in the night. I didn't think Mm -hmm. it'd be a good idea, Mm -hmm. but this was also like mid May and uh, there was a lot of things that were closed down or had odd hours. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to figure out how to get back to Roosevelt Island. And Mm -hmm. the, I think the tram was closed. Like there was no way on. And so I tried to get an Uber and like the prices were like a hundred bucks. I'm like, you know what? I don't care. I'm just going to do it. I'm going to get home. And when it connect me to a driver, I could not find anyone. And so I'm like, Late at night, I'm brand new to say, I think it was like my second day here or something. I get a bike because I uh-huh. see people bike all the time. It's like late in the night. I think I'm the only one maneuvering my way out in this city. I get one of the, the bikes and I hike my way up from, I think it was West Village to uh, Upper East Side where that, the tram is because mm-hmm. I didn't know the tram was closed yet. So I, I ride the bike up there. That's when I saw my first rat. God mm-hmm. forbid. So I, I, already, I was already like freaking out a little bit. And then uh-huh. I get there. The tram's done and I'm like, okay, I'll just bike over the bridge. I didn't know you can't just go over this bridge and get to Roosevelt Island. You can't do that. You have to go through Queens. So Mm. I'm like about to go over there. And then there's a cop like, 
start shining a light on me. I'm like, oh my God, what did I do? She goes, you can't ride your bike over there. And I was like, how do I get to Roosevelt Island? I, I didn't know what she said or anything. So I'm like freaking out. I'm like, I can't get near her. I literally have no idea how I get onto this island. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I wait and wait. And eventually I can't, no Uber will connect. So I literally take the bike, go up through Queens, do the loop. And then I do another loop from Queens to Roosevelt. And I literally remember, I mean, I run 10 miles a day, but I remember waking up feeling like my legs are sore. Like I, and so I, I don't know, I don't know how there was no Uber or whatever it was, but maybe my phone wasn't connecting, but it was a struggle. And I remember thinking there, like, this is a New York moment. I'm going to, I'm going to be a big girl, figure it out. That is a total New York moment and a struggle. Like you said, wow, from running to biking, probably on a city bike. And then, you know, you walked across the bridge and then did a loop back into Roosevelt Island. That is crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Like biking two different bridges, like, and they're like circles too. So it was. And now that's great. Why did you get a taxi, Stephanie? Why not a taxi? I didn't didn't see any. And I don't. Yeah. I didn't see any, like I was just operating from my phone. And Mm -hmm. then like, especially when you're, it's different because the little dot, I learned Google maps. Everyone's all about Mm -hmm, Google maps. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I was doing the one that just comes with your phone Mm -hmm. and the little dot is, it it was delayed. I think because like I would miss a turn and then it would say, Oh no, you were supposed Mm -hmm. to turn then. I'm like, it was like, it was delayed as to where I actually was. So yeah, the phone wasn't as accurate as where it physically was, it was like a little bit delayed. So that's where another issue came into play. I love, I mean, I don't love that you experienced this, but I love <laughs> hearing these stories. Story. Yeah, these are well, stories. I knew, I knew to have a, um, a battery pack with me. I always have one with yes. me, like, because I, 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 you work from your phone always. So mm-hmm. I knew to have that with me, especially here. That's fine. So I had, yeah, my phone was good, but oh man, that was, it was a hike, literally. Oh so, <laughs> and so, um, Another thing, like a tip here, there's an app for catching a cab. It's called Curb. So if you download the app Curb, you can actually set a taxi to pick you up at a certain point. Wow. As well. So that's great. I, I haven't used it. My husband has, you know, we generally go to a corner and find a taxi. I know the taxis were like a little less during, uh, you know, earlier months and they're just picking up now. And, and I actually find them a little bit more affordable than the Uber and Lyfts. So taxis are back on their grind. That is good. I, I haven't like, I never really noticed them. I've never seen someone hail a cab or anything like that. All the, the old school stuff, but you know what? And I don't even know. There's this whole saying, you, there's a specific way on how to hail a cab. Just, just stand so that they see you put your hand up and they'll know, you know, um, technically uh-huh. there's, there's a thing where like, if the top light is is on um that means they're available if it's not on that means there's someone in the cab and if it's completely dark that means they're just off duty but i don't even look at that i just go in like semi middle street put my hand up and, and just keep doing it until someone stops that's the only oh, wow. thing i can do yeah yeah i think i heard that from one of your podcasts too so yeah i usually just do lyft or uber but yeah now i know but everything's walkable from where i am now yes and You're in a it, yeah it's pretty convenient yeah. now i love greenwich village yeah. west village that is amazing all right and so appreciate you sharing that i i do want to and i think you've painted a good picture but if like high level of, of what new york is like for someone again who doesn't know it or who's thinking about it like how would you paint that picture i would say like there'll be moments where i'll have like a wow this is new york like i remember like of all the struts coming in here instead of drive 13 hours because I couldn't bring my dog on the plane. And I remember when I was first coming in, my friend that I was subleasing from, I saw all the lights and I was like, okay, wow, now I'm excited. And then like, whenever you're on a rooftop and 
you're like looking out like it's it's like a bigger than life type feeling and I compare it to like when I'm on the football field like I never take those moments for granted it's always like bigger than life type feeling and you you know all the spirit of everyone here and uh, that's that's what makes New York New York I think it's like those little moments that I always have where you just you're looking at how how big it is and how how much goes into it, how much history there is there like I made a point to go and look at all the different uh, historical figures here and things like that. Like I, I wanted to like take in everything about New York from current time where it is now, because this is, you know, this is history in the making with COVID. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, you'll, you'll pick up little times where you just be present and you'll realize like, wow, New York is something special. Yeah. Oh, you said that so nicely. I love that. And so with that being noted there, what advice would you give to someone who's looking to make a move to the city? I know you're kind of still, making your decision here on that. Right. Um, and, and we'll kind of dive a little deeper into that, but you know, advice that you've learned so far. Yeah. So, I mean, I like the idea of doing it short term first Mm -hmm. and there's like different ways to do it. I always look at Facebook marketplace and I've done subleasing a lot because, um, I, I work a seasonal job and with football and, and basketball and things like that. So I, I did it in Chicago and it always works out well, but there's other ways to do it here too, because a lot of times you go on to the lease. Like when I was in Dallas and I needed to move for a job, I had someone like just take over my lease. Mm-hmm. And I, I I found them through Airbnb. Mm. Um, but Airbnb, I, I found like one option, but the, these things go fast too. So you got to act fast. And I was never too sure about, you know, which one I'd go with. So you got to move fast if you find the one you want. But there's, uh, Rumi was one and I toured an apartment through Rumi. Even Craigslist, someone I found here was uh, through Craigslist and, I was able to to go in and meet with them. And it's nicer being here when you do that. Fortunately, my friend that needed the sublease, uh-huh. I knew her in advance. So that was good. But I would say like, even beyond just marketplace, look up like sublease and look at public posts. Like, so if anyone posted it just to their friends, mm-hmm. you would see like they're looking for a subleaser and things like that. Facebook, I like the most because you can you can vet someone and, and, and look at the place more and, and communicate through there. But yeah. and I would try and I would just make a point to go to different neighborhoods. That's the thing I liked about doing a place, you know, a couple of weeks at a time is because you can go to different neighborhoods and see which ones you like, see which ones fit. Yeah. Like I even went to Jersey City and Hoboken mm-hmm. uh, with with friends who were there. And like it, that reminded me, honestly, I felt like I was in Cleveland. Like mm. it did have like a homier feeling because it was very clean and uh, apartments were nice and like it was it just felt like I was in pretty much where I'm used to like I'm from Columbus wow. but like it felt like a city that had a bigger feeling you look over and you, you see New York yep. and there's there's a lot that you can you can bring in and there's there's something that you'll find anyone here will find something that they like and I think someone could definitely find a home here I'm still waiting to see if this is like long term um, right. but I, I I think that it can become that for anyone yeah just because there's so much different things you can get out of it Absolutely. And Hoboken is a great uh, Jersey, you know, place. It's it's like one of the most popular ones. Frank Sinatra was born in Hoboken. I know that that much. I'm yeah. obsessed with Frank Sinatra, you know, New York, New York. So yeah, de- yeah. definitely a cozier feel over there. And so um, yeah. I want to ask if you feel comfortable, what feedback would you give to native New Yorkers? Any you've come across while you've been here, like just your experience to them? I mean, that's a tough one because I've lived in so many cities and I, I love certain things like the Midwest, like they're chill and humble. And I love my Midwest roots, but then you go to the South and you know, they're, they're, they're bigger than life and they're, they're fun. And, and so there's little pieces of everything you, you get all of that in New York. The thing that, the thing that disappointed me was the way people would 
um, sometimes maybe push thoughts on others and things like that. Well, but we're living in a very political era mm -hmm. and I always try to avoid those kind of conversations. But that was one thing that I noticed mm -hmm. a lot here because this is a big city. You're going to get differing opinions. But I think that we can all agree to disagree. You know, that's what makes America, America. Mm -hmm. But but I, I, I see a big divide there and it could be like nationwide. But mm -hmm. uh, that was one thing that just really disappointed me. And I didn't see that in, in other cities I'd been in. But not being able to accept other people's point of views, maybe. Okay, that's that's a great one, and thank you. But but with that, I do say that they that people are so welcoming and things here that it. If I had to come up with something, I'd be it because I definitely see people being here so friendly and welcoming and things like that. Like you're always getting invited to something. And perfectly said. Again, um, I want to ask this quote. I'm not too sure if you'll have one on mine, but let me know. But if you were asked what New York is, how New York makes you feel, and if you could sum that up into a quote that either exists out in the universe or one that you want to make up, what would it be? The, when I, the more I always try to get people, I'm like, sell me New York, sell me New York, because I, I don't want to have to question it. Mm -hmm. So I'm always like, sell me New York. Why do you love it? And the thing that I, I've gathered from most people I ask is everyone struggled their way through it. And like they, they were, everyone stays here for a reason because they've had the hard times and the, the good times. Cause there's so much good you can get out of it, but it's, but it's a hard city to live in. And so I, I felt that was within my industry. It's a hard thing to, to make it and things like that. So I had that camaraderie within my, my industry, but coming here, you're able to see it within like a, a bigger space without people just specifically doing what you do. You get that sense of everyone here wants to thrive. Everyone here had those moments where they're biking up the entire island to, to get home and things like that. I think they're they're proud to be here. They're, they're proud of what they're doing and things like that. I think it's the camaraderie of all of that. I love that. Yes. Gossip Mista here. I hope you're enjoying the show so far. I wanted to hop in here to ask that if you haven't yet, if you could please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast wherever you listen. This will help me reach more people and spread the word about New York City and those who love it. And if you want to stay up to date, be sure to follow at Gossipnista Podcast on Instagram. Now, back to the show. Definitely wanting to dive into your amazing career here as a sportscaster here, Stephanie. And I know you've been on things like ESPN, you, you've worked for the NFL, you Fox and so forth, and it's just continuing to grow. Tell us, um, you know, how you got into that, uh, your background and, and then role and, and things. Yeah, like so I'm from Ohio. I always grew up with Ohio State in my, my backyard, basically. And so growing up with a big football team like that, historically, they're they're one of the, the best. I would definitely say they are the best, but that's me being biased. But growing up with them and then um, when they went to the national championship, I had some friends on that team and I was in Dallas at the time. And that's where they they won the national championship. And they did, they did it with a third string quarterback. They had a lot of setbacks and being able to see everything they overcome. Like, man, those are the stories I really want to tell. Like, I just fell in love with the the hustle to get there like these everybody working so hard to get to this moment where it's just bigger than life and so that's when I was like that's what I want to do and I, I I told you like I didn't study journalism I was a marketing and kinesiology major I didn't know if I wanted to do mm. business or med so I just pretty much studied both mm -hmm. and I had an internship in Cincinnati with radio and they they would pull me on the air and I I would like rap on air sometimes too like I was just wait you rap I'm sorry like <laughs> like we you have like freeze out they called me intern facey and I would intern on Fridays mm -hmm. so they called it facey Fridays and we would go on there and we would just like have a ball but it got me like okay this is like okay sports broadcasting like this is so fun mm -hmm. and I 
I was like, well, you know, uh, I don't know if my parents want to pay for a third degree, you know? So I was like, okay, how can I do this? They said, just get real experience. So one day I, I went out and I just started doing interviews around Ohio state mm-hmm. and I, I built a reel. I look at that reel and it's just a joke, but I, I gambled on myself. Usually you have to go to a very small market and hustle your way up. And I just, at that time, I just really wanted to move to Dallas. Mm-hmm. And I, and that's a top five market. No, I don't know what I was thinking, but I, I took a sales job, you know, to, to pay the bills, but I would go and, and network. I use LinkedIn a lot. And I uh, was very fortunate to get the opportunity to be the digital host for the Texas Legends of the Dallas Mavericks affiliate team. Mm. And they're off season. And from there, I just started going to practice more, starting to pitch stories to them. Then I was able to become their sideline reporter on Fox Sports Southwest. And wow. there's just so many call-ups with the team. I was able to get some Mavs coverage as well, but it was never paid. So I, I wanted to make it a, my career. I wanted to you know, make this my living. And I had an opportunity to go to Chicago and cover um, a bunch of local sports there. And that's the humble beginning start where you're picking up the tripod and you're you're going and shooting highlights, you're doing everything, writing, reading, all of it. Mm-hmm. And and then that's when I was uh I got the job to to go back home and cover Ohio State football. And that's where things really took off. I had uh some great players and co- some great coaches, and that's where uh my work started getting recognized. And I just continued to network. I think networking is the biggest thing. I always tell people is you know, put your work out there and and jump on as many shows as you can, and your your work will get noticed. And so that led me to here and the future of sports uh, broadcasting is, is pretty much sports gambling. And I knew my agent, all the networks are all telling me, you got to be able to have that in your arsenal. Like first you couldn't just be a reporter. You had to have writing. You had to be able to shoot. You had to have social media. And now you have to have sports gambling. So uh, in the off season, after the national championship, I, I got a job with a European company uh, to work with their sports betting media. And then they recently acquired the action network. As the U.S. market expands so much, it's getting legalized everywhere. And that's where New York came into play because New Jersey is a big sports betting market. In fact, they're, they're saying it's bigger than Vegas. So it is a big, a big thing for New York. And uh, I, I came in at the right time, I think. So I'll be hosting two shows with college football and basketball and still, still uh, talking with other networks about NFL and more college sideline, things like that. So hopefully busy come college or come football and basketball season, but I'm um, excited to, to jump into a new era of, of sports broadcasting as well. How exciting. Oh my gosh. You just like rolled in your whole life into this like quick, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, sentence here. And so, you know, how long was that turnaround from you initially doing those internships and, and, you know, with the mm-hmm. Mavericks to where you are now? I'm curious. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I'm very fortunate. I, I, I did not have a traditional role, but I also didn't have any contacts in the industry. Mm-hmm. My family mm-hmm. is mainly like business and didn't really have anyone in sports other than some friends I knew that played at Ohio state or when I got to Dallas and made some friends there, but it was, it was more so that I w- would use LinkedIn. Like it was like, it was like my best friend. And I would, I would reach out to people and the ones that would ever respond, like you could send a hundred emails a day. And the ones that respond way early when I ever had any type of quality work put out there, the ones that whatever email you back are the ones that you hold on to those relationships. So I would say, uh, I was, that was probably four years ago, I would say that I got the, yeah. So I, I, and I was fortunate. I never had to go to small market, but, uh, it it was definitely a hustle and I didn't get paid. I think it took me a year to get paid 
part-time. Mm-hmm. And then it took me a year of part-time to get full-time. But look at you, you're in New York now. You're in New York yeah. City. It's like one of the top markets. And, and you know, not on, you're betting on New York in so many ways, you know? And you're the one that gave me that great line there, um, <laughs> you know, from your job, potentially in sports gambling to also working with the NFL and then just deciding on whether New York is going to be a permanent home for you. And so that is exciting. If someone is looking to do what you're doing, Stephanie, I mean, what's like, I know you gave like kind of examples of how to go about it. Like what's the number one advice you'd give on top of that? Yeah, I would say, don't be afraid to put your work out there. I mean, I, there's been so many times where I'll, I'll write scripts and things like that and I'll do them and you just, you're your worst critic. And I, there's so much work that I did. I'm like, oh, it's just the worst, but I would send it off to people and ask for feedback and just them looking at it and, and getting, seeing you put in this work. And there were some times where I would just ask, hey, can I use your studio to work on my reel? Mm-hmm. And they'll let you do it. And so I, I think it's just putting your work out there, reaching out. And I think a lot of it is social media. Like I would say when my company acquired the Action Network, they were familiar with my work already simply because of Twitter mm-hmm. or Instagram. And so that's when they asked me to be the host for their the new shows they're building mm-hmm. because they, they had already seen my work. I'd never met them in person. But I think just getting your work out there is it's what will will help you along the way. And you'll get asked to go on more shows and things like that. And it'll it'll pay dividends. So I think don't be afraid to put it out there. You know, you'll you'll grow. It's never easy to get started, but you just got to do it just like your podcast. You know, just getting started doing doing the first show is always the hardest one. Yep. Perfect. Well, thank you so much for giving us all that great advice. So um where can people connect with you? Is there anything I may have missed that you'd like to add on this area? Yeah, I would say if you're thinking about, if you're betting on New York being a home, you just got to do it. You're going to regret not doing it more than you would not doing it. But the longer I waited, I knew I, I, I just got to get it out of my system. And I came here and extended my stay, you know, so it's, you just gotta, you gotta be, don't be afraid to leave. Just, you just got to do it. And you're gonna, you're gonna love it. You're gonna find something you love here whether or not you do consider it your, your long-term home, you'll find a reason to come back and visit or, or something like that, or you'll make a new friend. Like you will find something here that makes you keep wanting to come back. So just keep doing that. And then you can find my work. Uh, it's just my name at Steph Odie, S-E-P-H-O-T-E-Y. Um, I put my work on my website, things like that. Action Network come August and TBD, where, where, what other networks are coming up? Steph, Thank you so much for for sharing all this great information with regards to your journey here in New York City, you know, your career path and how you're, again, betting on New York City. But before, you know, we round this um, interview up, I want to ask, what is ultimately going to be your deciding factor for saying yes to New York City? I I don't want to put it on New York. I think it's more of like my situation and Mm -hmm. uh, the people in my life will be a dictator, but I've always made it my career. Like I will have my my job decide that for me. But now where I'm at, I, I can be a little bit choosier with jobs I take. I th- yeah, I think it's going to come down to the people. Uh, so Newark doesn't have to take the fall if I don't stay here. But, <laughs> but uh, I, I mean, if I do it, I mean, it, it'd be uh, maybe if we get a net, very nice studio, wink, wink at my chief of content. Uh, yeah. if, we get, if we get a really great studio, I might want to stick around. But uh, I would say most opportunities uh, that parallel with with my family and my friends and my loved ones, things like that. So I love that. Yeah. So thank you yeah. again for everything, Steph. I, I'm so appreciative of you, what you're doing, you sharing your story, you being real and, you know, just everything. And so before I actually let you go, I, I want to play this segment. It's called the New York Minute. 
you may know some of the answers to, to these questions, may not, but just say the first thing that comes to your mind. So here I go, Stephanie, favorite New York borough? Manhattan, but I've only really been in Manhattan. Okay, perfect. Uh, favorite New York neighborhood? West Village. Favorite New York food? I mean, I've really been loving sushi lately. The, the best sushi I've had so far was at Catch, and everyone's like, you can't say that, that's so commercial. So I'm like, Okay, we'll say it, but that's like the best sushi I've had so far. Favorite season in New York? I've only been here spring last summer, but I would say fall, just because I think fall will be great here. Plus it's also football season, and I would love mm -hmm. to get the city to, to like sports a little bit more. Like in Chicago or even in Dallas, like I had a bar where there would be an Ohio State flag and you just feel that, that little piece of home. I haven't found that yet. I've been told that it exists, but I have not. Mm found it yet and um that would that would be great if it exists. okay and so everyone send over any tips on college football bars <laughs> where there's a lot of fun and camaraderie <laughs> favorite um nyc park central park it, it's got a lot to offer and it's great running so it's really pretty and one word to describe new york city i have three mm -hmm. but i would say bigger than life number one tip on how to live your best life in new york city just go do it. Don't, don't like, don't try not to sit at home or uh, just try to, to go out. Like, even if you're working remotely, try to do it at a coffee shop or something and, and talk to someone new and, and just immerse yourself in the many cultures here and get to know many people because everyone's got a story. I mean, that's maybe the reporter in me, but I, I love learning from other people and, and hearing just different perspectives and, and, and seeing what makes New York, New York. So, and, and we all come from all over and I like hearing the differences of where people I know their hometowns versus New York, what led them here, what led them to stay, things like that. So I would say get out there and don't don't sit back when you're in New York. You gotta go live it. Beautifully said and ended there, Stephanie. Thank you, thank you. I should take that piece of advice. It's working <laughs> from home. I appreciate you, Stephanie. I appreciate everything that you've shared with us today. And I am looking forward to potentially meeting you and finding that sports bar with you. <laughs> yes, yes, and your podcast is absolutely fabulous i love it it helped me out so much i i think you're doing such a good job thanks for tuning in to gossip Mista. your support means the world if you've enjoyed what you've heard please be sure to hit the subscribe button and share this podcast with your friends can't wait till next week's episode follow along on instagram at gossip Mista to get my latest new york happenings but if you live and breathe new york city like i do and want even more Go to our website at gossipnista.com, explore, and subscribe to our newsletter to get insider tips first. Lastly, if you have any questions and or scoop on the city, you can email me at gossipnista at gmail.com. Until next time, you know you love me. XOXO, Gossipnista.